0: Hey guys and welcome back to the Matcha Diaries, the podcast where your hosts Car and Leo discuss topics that we feel passionate about, or like in this case, are joined by lovely guests. In this episode, we are joined by the lovely girls Emma and Maya from the Me Time Podcast, as we dive heavy into all things authenticity. So part one of this episode can be found over at the Me Time Podcast, which is linked in the little episode description, so make sure you guys check that episode out as well but this is part two, where we open up about the complexities of discovering your authentic self and the intricacies of questioning yourself and your beliefs. We discuss the role that confidence plays in being comfortable with your authentic self and sharing that with other people. We share our stories and thoughts on how to navigate being your authentic self at work and even with romantic relationships and friendships. We also dive into the notion of people-pleasing and how that affects your abilities to be authentic with yourself. And finally, end the episode with our advice to our listeners that are trying to discover their authentic self. So we hope you enjoy this episode, and maybe you can grab a matcha while we have Emma and Maya introducing themselves.
1: listeners who don't know who you guys are yet
2: do you want to introduce yourselves yeah so I'm Emma I'm one half of me time and yeah I'm currently at university but studying from home and kind of started the podcast with Maya just because we had some time to fill thanks to the pandemic and wanted to talk about all sorts of things related to like well-being and culture and lifestyle so yeah
3: I'm Maya. I'm the other half of me time. Um, I'm also <laughs> at university um, at Edinburgh. And yeah, I think we started this podcast like um, Emma, like our friendship has kind of grown like through with this podcast. Like we've really not met in person like many times, which is so weird to think. And it's just it's so cool to have this kind of medium to watch our friendship like, grow and, like, watch ourselves grow and, like, talk about all these, like, topics and, like, well-being, lifestyle, like, as Em said. So that's why we started it. And hopefully it's a nice place for listeners to come as well and feel comfortable. And you guys obviously share, like, the same ethos and values, which is why it's so nice to find, like, these like-minded people.
1: I think this is, like, an ideal collab because I think we do have very similar values that we talk about in our podcasts.
2: Bringing it back to like authenticity, do you think being challenged by other people helps and and, like your views helps you to become a more authentic version of yourself because you can then like get even deeper into your beliefs and like unlearn things and like relearn things as well?
0: I completely think so because I feel like if you're just surrounded by people that think like you then Mm -hmm. there's no growth there whatsoever. Whereas if you are surrounded by people that can challenge you, even if it's even if it's like the same side but some sort of count like counterpoint, it it is good because it either like strengthens your belief with whatever argument or like whatever side you're taking, or it just makes you more passionate about trying to prove like prove or convince others that, you know, whatever mm. you believe in is the, the right way. Or it doesn't even have to be like proving to the other person. It's just like you finally realizing like how strongly you feel about yeah, a certain topic. Just
2: strengthening your belief, yeah yeah
1: yeah I also agree. I think it is I think it's always good to question things. I mean we talk about this on on our podcast quite a lot, but I think in in a lot of areas when we've talked about like oh, yeah. you know how has society influenced me I think even just questioning things that we take for granted is helpful. you know, and even if you come to the same conclusion as you had before, at least like you've asked yourself the question like. I know that one of our favorite podcasts Growing with the Flow, she the host was talking about, you know that she had actively like just questioned her sexuality because mm. it's like, you know, it's it's so taken for granted that like oh you grow up and and the the norm which is like horrific yeah. I think that even that word should apply to something such as sexuality when we know such a diverse spectrum exists. But, like, the the norm that is sold to us through the media is, like, you are straight, you're heterosexual, like, 100%. You know, there's no variation in between. So I think even if you may have been attracted to guys, it's still good to, like, just question it for yourself and be mm-hmm. like, okay, but how much of that is is really me and, like, how much if I actually let myself, like, I don't know, look at look at other genders like how much would I then be attracted to those and maybe everything isn't you know as as squared and as like neatly packageable as as the media would like us to believe and even if you then come back to the conclusion of like okay actually you know I am I am attracted to men and I'm not really attracted yeah. to females and at least like you can you know that you've kind of done a bit of the inside work to find out yeah. what what you actually believe.
2: I totally agree I think sometimes like authenticity is portrayed as this very neat and tidy kind of thing that someone achieves but it's actually quite messy because it unlocks all these boxes within you and then you kind of think oh well I've never thought about questioning that side of me and suddenly you do and you're like maybe you're scared or maybe you're shocked or maybe you're maybe you fall in yeah, love with that very hard or maybe you, you're like scared about what it will mean for you in your place in society so I think Authenticity has this whole other side to it, which isn't often like talked about.
1: I actually love that. Yeah, what you just said about like it being messy. I think that's so true because, in a weird way, I feel like sometimes maybe we think that like being authentic means that everything needs to be aligned, you know, and like everything mm. everything you do needs to be aligned to this like higher purpose, purpose or higher mm. you or whatever. But but you know what, like, I think being true to yourself is also just, like, being, like, a fucking human is just being conflicting as well. Like, it's confusing. <laughs> yeah. And um, sometimes you're going to say stupid things, and sometimes you're going to say say good things, and sometimes you're going to have bad and good thing like, good days, and sometimes you're going to be a morally sound <laughs> person, and sometimes you're going to make bad judgment calls. And I think that sometimes I can definitely get caught up in that, in that area of, like, wanting to align myself to a version of myself that I think is the authentic version of me and, like, almost want to yeah. push away the sides where I, like, don't want to accept that those would be authentic to me. If yeah. Does that makes
3: sense? Yeah. I, th- I that mean, I think so being sense. authentic is, like, at the heart of it, is, like, learning from your mistakes and making those, like, giving yourself mm-hmm. space mm-hmm. to make mistakes and then kind of, like, do the self-reflective work on, okay, like, what was wrong about this? What can I do next time? And so you kind of achieve self-growth through your own self-reflection. Yeah. If that makes definitely.
1: sense. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. I also, I wanted to ask you guys, um, also on your podcast, like how have you found doing the podcast and like finding finding your authentic voice to it? And like, have you had, for example, like any reactions of other people? Like being like, oh, why are you doing this? Or Because I feel like at uni, that's also more of a bubble of like maybe people, I don't know, judging you that maybe aren't that close friends of, of you versus like us who are already outside of uni I think there's sometimes a bit less of that Mm. like social bubble
2: I don't know about any of you or like you may have but I found it I was quite scared to tell people that I was starting a podcast at first I was like oh because I already have a blog and I thought oh people are gonna think here she goes like (laughs) thinking she's the shit like thinking she's I don't know the center of like the universe but equally I don't know, I was just like, you know what, it's something I've always wanted to do, and, like, May and I really want to do it, so, whatever. Um, And most of my friends were super supportive, and the ones that, like, don't really listen to it, either because they don't listen to podcasts, or they, I don't know, found it cringe because, like, I'm their <laughs> friend, and, like, they can't listen to me with, like, like that. Like, that's fine,
0: but... I mean, they're being true to themselves, so... Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> and
2: I'd, like, I'd rather they say that than, like, pretend they listen to it yeah. and don't, you know what I mean? Um... But, so I found that hard at first. But, I mean, I, I'm just going to repeat what you've already said. Like, I've, I love, I just, I like my safe space. I love podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah.
3: Um, I think for me, I think this was something that I, like, I, I knew I really wanted to do. I think it's such a great medium that has kind of, like, really just kind of been propelled into, like, kind of the spotlight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, it's, like like, they're becoming so much more kind of, like, normalised. And it's, like... You can learn so much about yourself from listening to podcasts, right? That's like the whole point about them. Mm-hmm. And I think even just from listening to other people's voices, it makes you question, like we've said, like your own kind of like beliefs and your own, you know, stances on certain things. I, I, most of my friends have been really supportive, which has been great. And I think there's a part of me that was kind of scared to do yeah. it at first yeah. because you're. It's such like a big window of space, right? And sometimes I'm like. it's like two days before we're due to record and I'm like I don't know what I'm gonna say Mm -hmm. and then sometimes I think as we were saying these are the episodes that kind of are like become the best because you really just do speak what's on your mind and I think that resonates with the listeners so much more than kind of planning a like a schedule and having like Mm -hmm. a set like you know like I'm gonna ask this Mm -hmm. question then we'll move on to this question so I think in in a way it's I do it As much, like, for myself, as much Mm. as I do it for the listeners. Yeah,
2: Yeah. definitely. Which might be
3: quite a selfish thought, but I think it helps me Mm -hmm. kind of, like, work out, like, who I am at the same time. Because I think you're right, at university there is such, like, like, you're in contact with the same kind of people, whereas you guys, I imagine, like, you're mixing with different people, like, so, like, you know, every day. And it's, like, it's it's good if you've got, like, another thing to add to your CV. Mm -hmm. It's like, whoa, look, they're podcasters and they're this and they're that. Whereas like at university, it's like, oh, like you want to talk about your thoughts and feelings yeah. online? Like it's like, it's like kind of the stigma around YouTube channels. It's yeah. a bit like, oh, like yeah. you want to show what okay, you ate well, today? That's cool. weird. <laughs> yeah, literally, which you like, I don't care. And then sometimes like, and I think that's why authenticity relies so much on self-confidence. Cause yeah. some days I wake up, I'm like, do you know what? Yeah, I'm going to post this on Instagram and I'm going to yeah. share my life and I'm going to you know post a photo without makeup on and like it's fine and like or I look fine without makeup and that's fine so I'm going to it makes me more confident about what I talk about what I dress what you know yeah,
1: yeah. everything Definitely. like how I react
3: throughout the that's day that's
1: actually so true that's yeah so we true. haven't we haven't talked about confidence yet have we but I do yeah. I actually think that plays no. a massive no. part in like and I guess that's maybe why we now feel more comfortable in just being our true selves it's because mm-hmm. we've also become more confident over the years but uh, how has your like journey with confidence been
3: <laughs> it's a big question
1: I, think, I th-
3: big question I think it for me it really like has been kind of like an up and down journey like at the end of like school like I suffer when, with anxiety so like it's it, that kind of affects it yeah. a lot like some days when I'm really anxious like I just don't even want to get out of bed let alone look at myself mm. in the mirror so mm. I think it's it's it as I imagine for everyone it's kind of like ebbed and flowed it's got gotten better I think as I've Grown up and kind of done stuff for me rather than for the opinions of other people. I think at school that's so easy to do. Yeah, um, but I think some days you some days you wake up and you just want to be you more than other days. I think that really just is the. The truth of it. and I don't know what it's based on, and of whether it's for women, it's hormones. I have <laughs> yeah. no idea. Like when I when I'm PMSing, I, honestly, there is n- no confidence. It is,
2: it is hormonal. It is hormonal. Like I've just finished my period, and I feel so much better. But like the week before, I'm like I don't want to look in the mirror. Like I hate. I, well, I don't hate myself, but like you know, I'm like oh like I don't like how you I walk look like. This. like Yeah.
0: This is me and Cara right
2: now.
1: I think we're both on our period, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say, when you're insecure or, like, not feeling very confident, the last thing you want to do is be totally authentic and, like, show every facet of yourself Mm. when, to you at that moment in time,
1: like, those facets are scary and, like, you want to hide them Mm. from yourself. So obviously you're going to want to hide them from other people. Yeah, that's so true. It's like self-acceptance has to come first, right, before you Mm. even dare to to yeah. see if you're going to be accepted by others because you know that probably yeah. not everybody's going to accept you so you need to you need to have that like foundation first of being able to step like that into the world
0: it's the classic you know relationship comments where people are like you can't be in a relationship with someone else if like you can't be happy <laughs> yeah. in a relationship if you're not happy with yourself it's the same thing with h- how you portray yourself mm. to others it's like you're not going to portray yourself as you if you're not happy and confident with yourself yeah. in the first place
3: we're just relating everything back to social media but are there days when you wake up and you're like there's no way i could post on instagram just because like i'd feel so like like shit in myself like i don't want to like i don't even want to like broach the app like let alone post a picture of myself Mm. on it because I have those days. I mean,
0: Leo and I barely post, I think, our faces on our Instagram anyways, and that is maybe because at the beginning we were, like, we, something we liked about doing a podcast was that everyone's just basing their thoughts on our voices and our ideas and our minds and whatever we have to say, rather than... That's
3: so interesting! Yeah, rather
0: than what we look like, and then, um, I think, like, we posted, or, like, I posted a selfie at the beginning to try be kind of more, like, ooh, this is me online, and then... But that photo got more likes and i was just like no i don't want i don't want it to just be based on what we look mm-hmm. like and yeah. and whether i have like a nice filter on or if i'm wearing a nice top like at the end of the day we're doing this for our thoughts and mm-hmm. and to bring up topics that we think are important so um that kind of affects how often i think we show ourselves online but I think there is an aspect as well of like Leo and I are like oh we need to post a story but we're both not wearing makeup and we're not in the mood to wear makeup but that's like the end like we're not like fine we'll post a story we're just like we'll post it another day when we do have makeup you know which is sad and yeah I think I at least want to get to that point yeah, where I don't, I don't feel like I need makeup yeah. to feel good. Yeah. And
1: I feel like that's yeah. that's yeah. also been, like, a journey, even, like, just for me. I feel like this pandemic has actually been quite helpful in that, I think. Just, like, becoming more, <laughs> Life like... Life-changing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, becoming just more just comfortable <laughs> in, like, my skin and like, without makeup, with makeup, and kind of just being being more fine with it. And I, I wouldn't say that I'm, like, oh, I'm 100% there, like, I would go to work without makeup on. But, yes, I think yesterday or the other day, I was, for the very first time, like, on a work call without makeup. And that was, like, for me, actually quite a big step. Because especially, I think, work,
0: Liberating. Like work <laughs> is such also...
1: I feel like I kind of need to put on, like, a very presentable front. Which makes mm, sense, because yeah. it is also, I think... That's where sometimes boundaries are also important because I don't think that you yeah. should necessarily bring, like, all your emotional facets to work in the same way that you would bring them to to friendships. I think you do have yeah. to sometimes set yeah. some boundaries. It is interesting, I think, work, and I think it's a lot harder to probably be truthfully you at work versus yeah. in friendship circles because sometimes it's also... Just not really appropriate in the situation, but I think you should always try yeah. and bring as much of your personality into your team and into your work relationships as mm. possible. Because I, I truly believe that that is what makes work better as well. Like that, that's what makes like teams gel together better. I mean, that's why you have like team bonding experiences mm. and everything, right? It's because yeah. like if persons clicked together, they're going to work together better as well. But that probably doesn't mean yeah. that I should go to my manager and like tell her about. I don't know, all of my personal <laughs> problems and and romantic issues that I'm having or whatever, yeah. you know?
3: So, yeah. <laughs> do you think it's do you think it's because of like the hierarchical like structuring at work? Maybe. That like makes you think like do you think if you were like a manager, you would feel kind of more inclined to be more authentically you than if you're kind of like lower down in like the the scale of that you know, like importance, I guess. I at think work. It's, that's
1: a really interesting point because I think I probably would, and I can already feel myself like just being more comfortable showing up as like me at work and in work calls just because mm. I've been in the company for a bit longer. But I've also heard from mm. other people that like their managers have shared some like details from their private life and that it just like made them super mm. uncomfortable. So I definitely think that even if you're going to be showing up as, like... Because for that person, like, that manager, like, they're just... I know them in person. Like, they're just, like, a super honest and, like, just open book. But then that made people, like, actively uncomfortable. So that's also, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you've got, like, issues of, like, HR. And, like, some people honestly makes them uncomfortable to talk about certain topics in the workplace because they feel like it's not appropriate, which I also understand. So then it's, like, a whole other layer of, like...
0: It's so hard yeah, to navigate. exactly. So, because it's so people-dependent. Mm-hmm. One person might be like, yes, my manager's so comfortable telling me these things. I feel like mm, we can bond over yeah. it. Or someone else will go into yeah. it being like, I'm here to work, not make friends. Let me just, you know, come here and do what I have to do. So it's like, how does a ma- manager read, like, the situation? Is that
3: hard to, like, navigate? I mean, I've been in
0: this role for two weeks now. <laughs> <and> already... <laughs> But the thing is already, I think I've noticed them, like the team being very sarcastic and like fun. Um, yeah. And like they've said jokes where in my head I'm like, I totally have something funny to say. But I didn't say it because I was mm. like, I don't know if it's my place to say it. Mm, yeah. And I think no one prepares you for this. It's like no. that thing of figuring out, oh, can I say this? And am I allowed to make a joke mm, here? Or am yeah. I allowed to, I don't know, am I allowed to tell them I have a headache? Or like anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's just something but, you have to see, kind of I figure think, out by yourself. Yeah.
2: I think if like, almost the opposite of, like, Mayor, what you were saying, that, like, as you go up the, like, hierarchy, quote-unquote, I'd probably personally feel less inclined to be authentic, because I'd want to put on this front of being, kind of, mature, and, like, knowing, you know, what to do, when to do it, um, and, like, I don't know, all this other, this whole host of, kind of, things that would contribute to a facade of like being the boss the manager Mm. you know what I mean so whereas I feel like if I were lower down I'd just be able to I'd probably just joke around
1: a bit be like whatever like my role's not to be in charge so like it's (laughs) fine (laughs) I think it's interesting though because I think I would very much as a manager want to comfort people who are now in my position if that makes sense because I know that it really helps me if I see like a more personal side to my manager in the sense Mm -hmm. of even if it's just like oh I completely know how you feel or like like don't worry it's completely normal to feel a certain way and like kind of showing a little bit bits of like vulnerability I think that's Mm -hmm. really valuable as well and I was listening to this podcast it's called the diary of of a ceo And they were talking as well about how, as a CEO, as a leader of a company, you can have in, like, if you're personally going through a crisis of, like, managing that in a good way, where you're not impacting the team and, like, dragging them down because of your personal mess, but also being honest in the way that you're not, like, completely putting up a front, which maybe people would have expected from you, like, five, ten years back. I think, you know, I do think we're making progress in the workspace, that, like, people are talking about mental health more, and, you know, that it is... that. And like for even sure. that resources are offered and I definitely think that there's like space for that. And I think it's it's important that those conversations are being opened up in the workplace more. And maybe it's just a sign of like the times changing that we also still don't know like how do we navigate these boundaries right like how much is appropriate Mm. for a manager to share for us to share for a CFO to share like all of this sort of thing I think we're just all still in that like figuring out period yeah
3: yeah I think we're in, in like a real like transitional period like you say as well like mental health's being talked about where like as we mentioned like body positivity like we're in this like kind of generation that of like new change that's happening and i think it's gonna be so interesting to see kind of how that like filters through and yeah. what like mm. ends up being the result mm. um yeah it's so interesting mm.
0: And I, I feel like with especially this conversation of work and how we want to portray ourselves to others, I feel like people pleasing is such a big aspect of this. And I know mm. um, we were voice noting you guys before and we were all saying kind of how people pleasing really affects our abilities to be authentic to ourselves because yeah. we're always worried about how others will perceive us. Yeah. So I'm like curious for you guys, like maybe if you can like expand on how how much being a people pleaser has kind of impacted The way you represent yourself and then like if there's things you could change that you wish you could or like you wish you didn't care about.
3: I think it's strange because people pleasing is one of these things that I think that if you are prone to it, it is so hard to unlearn and undo. And I think we're all in this stage at the moment where everyone is kind of very um inclined to people please and i think if, if you have that in your personality it just kind of gets amplified in the current climate and i think the one thing that we were speaking on our podcast about it but even just like apologizing like the word sorry just kind of being mm. default for 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 mm. everything in any scenario <laughs> and we gave ourselves the kind of the challenge to stop saying sorry as much and I, I, em and i were talking about how, like how difficult that was to kind of unlearn these habits Mm -hmm. and it's kind of kind of recreating this kind of new I guess behaviour for yourself to kind of realise because like at the end of the day like what are you apologising for like there really is no reason but by saying sorry in response to everything you kind of give yourself this kind of subordinate position into whatever's happening Mm -hmm. like in the conversation whatever's going on at the time you're like okay I'm just going to kind of like take a side step back which kind of just lessens your own kind of contribution to the conversation or the situation or whatever it is Mm. so I think for me people pleasing is like recognizing where I why I'm doing it and like why in this example saying sorry all the time when I don't need to be and like we had such an interesting time working out Mm. like where that was rooted as well Mm.
2: Mm. yeah I think for me like the reason I think one of the reasons I I became such a people pleaser was because like at school, I was hurt by so many like shitty friends and whatever mm. that I never wanted to be oh. that person. So yeah. I'll always, and I still do I'll always try and make sure like everyone's included. So I'll like scan the room, make sure everyone's kind of being able to say what they want to say, everyone's being heard, like everyone's being included. And then I realize at the end, like I haven't said what I think, like yeah. I haven't included oh. myself. And so I think that's something that like, I still struggle with. And yeah, definitely like saying sorry I don't know, if I speak and someone else is speaking, I'll be like, oh, sorry, sorry, like, you go, you go. Do you know
0: what I mean? Yeah. I'm
2: like, I'm sure I've done it here. Um, <laughs> That's such a
0: big problem with podcasting, yeah, isn't it? literally. Because yeah. I never want someone so to, want to, want to think... You go, you go, you go, you <laughs> go.
2: Exactly, I never want someone to think I'm, like, dominating the convo, not letting anyone mm. else say anything, like, being a bitch, whatever. Do you know
3: what I mean?
0: <laughs> you could never be a bitch.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think it's really interesting that you mentioned like, that you kind of worry about if everyone else is including in the com- including in the conversation because i think for me i kind of take myself out the conversation because i'm worried about like how how i'm coming across or if by by speaking i'm kind of stepping on someone else's toes mm. rather than it's to let them speak it's like oh i just need to like stop speaking yeah. or kind of say like speak less so it's kind of more of like a personal thing rather than to make everyone else kind of like a cohesive unit mm. I don't know if that made yeah, sense. sense
1: but it did yeah I think there's also I listened to a podcast I always listen to podcasts it's called how to fail and she had <laughs> her best friend on. I who's love like how a, to fail oh, oh it's so good isn't it well. so she had you know had. So did you good. listen to the episode with her best friend who's like a psychotherapist no I didn't I, didn't think I did oh it's so good okay you guys would love it because it's all <laughs> about people pleasing and she talks about um there's apparently like different types of people pleasers as well And, like, I definitely could... I I couldn't recount them all, so I'm not gonna... I would butcher it if I tried. (laughs) But I can definitely recommend listening to that episode. But I could definitely identify myself with some... With one type of people-pleaser more than others. And I think I'm very much one where I hold my opinions back or will, like, go with the flow of something because I'm scared that they... Will then like not accept me or yeah. reject me if I if I if I you know say no or set my boundaries mm. and all that and that's like definitely something that I'm like still very much working on. Like, Same. I think it's good to mm-hmm. to recognize our tendencies, right? Like people pleasing tendencies, but I think it's also not as easy as like okay, now I've recognized it and now I'm just like past it. Mm. You know, N-
0: never gonna yeah. 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Problem. My boundaries are... again.
3: <laughs> yeah, I wish it was that easy.
0: Leo, do you feel like for you though it depends on the person as well. Mm. Like, for some people, you'll happily be, like, or, like, family and, like, people you're close to, you'll happily kind of say your ground because you know that they won't leave or, like, at the end of the day. And I think that's
1: where I can tell that it's rooted in my fear of, like, people leaving. And I don't know if it's leaving me or people, like, not accepting me or something like that, right? Because.
0: Yeah. Or, like, having a a mm, negative view of you.
1: Exactly. And I think that's why I sometimes, I mean, in romantic situations, I've really struggled with rejecting people because i almost then yes. don't want them to 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 think of me negatively or yeah I Don't know, see me in this bad light when actually that's really counterproductive because mm. then I'm just leading them on longer than they should be yeah. when I should just and be then like, think, And then they think, and yeah, then they think, where it's done, yeah, so it literally, it I totally the worst agree. It has an impact on the other people around you as well. So you should just like freaking suck it up, yeah. like Leo, please suck it up, <laughs> you know.
3: <laughs> but like, it's so, it's so hard to do that, yeah. Yeah. it's so hard mm. to say to yourself, like, yeah. this is going to be beneficial in the long run because mm. at the time I'm like, <laughs> I can't deal with the thought of like someone like not liking me, yeah, for, like, a like, oh, the thought of that just oh it makes me feel sick
0: I think with relationships though it can be rooted in us like saying no and then guys or girls not kind of accepting it and yeah. being like why no yeah. give me the reasons oh, and it's yes. like they won't accept no for an answer because then it hurts yeah. their ego yeah so it's like if anything it's easier to kind of be like it's not mm. the right time yeah, because <laughs> it doesn't become yeah. their fault yeah but sometimes
2: I think for me it's more like I don't want that i know how hard like rejection hurts me so much that i don't want them to feel that way so then that's Mm. why i'll be like oh like maybe like you know or rather than saying like a no and that's like why i'll just i won't be authentic i'll literally just do what you know whatever emma i feel like
1: you're a very altruistic person i think i care too much about like other people's
0: feelings Yeah. I can, Emma, I can imagine someone asking you on a date and you just being like, maybe. And they're like, <laughs> it's a yes or a no. What do you mean maybe? <laughs> just like not opening the message for three days because I'm plucking up the courage to say no. <laughs> <laughs> just, yes, I do that. Me oh, too. I do and that see, too. I'm so glad I'm not be <laughs>
2: See, I think this is also
1: something that I want to change because I've previously, like, even just, like, ghosted people in the fear of, like, because I didn't want to reject them That's what after, I do! Like, first date. Yeah, mm. and then I'm like, actually, that's, like, such <laughs> shitty behaviour. Like, I would yeah. not want that from somebody else either. But then I'm also like, okay, would I rather have a rejection message? Like, sorry, you're just not for me. I don't know, still figuring that out. But I think mm.
0: it's probably <laughs>
1: worth just being direct yeah. in, the, in the moment. But then yeah. I'll put it off because I don't want to hurt their feelings and I don't yep. want to like yeah. deal that ultimate blow
3: is mm-hmm. such a the tricky face. Ghost, the ghosting thing I think for me is like such a thing where I'm like I find if I like pretend it's not there then like mm. it doesn't really <laughs> exist and like yeah. it's fine like they won't think anything of me I won't think anything of, yeah. anything of them like it's fine where in reality <laughs> like you say you're just being so shit mm. and I hate yeah. I, when, I, when I'm doing it I'm like <laughs> why are you doing this Maya there's literally no reason to do this like, you know, just answer the message. And then I don't, and then it, you know, then you're like, it's awkward. Well, now it's been too long, yeah. so I can't yeah. do it now. <laughs>
0: like a month in, you're like, Yep I, it would be weird if <laughs> <Yeah. before." Yeah. laughs>
3: It's the time frame not. They've me. probably been
0: thinking the whole time, like oh. what if? And they've been kept
2: in limbo and that's the worst thing. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I, yeah. I think sometimes it's because I like living like in the fantasy head more like in my own fantasy head rather than like in reality like I like being like well this could happen and that could have happened and like I kind of Mm. romanticize the situation and like I don't broach it because I don't want like the reality to be anything less than what I've imagined
0: (laughs) that's so interesting
2: Kara. I wanted to ask you something because I think you're the only
0: one with a long-term relationship um I was saying you guys are all talking about this, and I'm like, yeah, I did that, and I'm like, yeah, Kata, why are you pretending you're not? Um, (laughs) Like, how have you found authenticity with? I think Ed,
3: I
2: think that's his name. Yes, yeah. How have you found it? Like, because I mean, how long have you been together?
0: First of all, that's Um, such a sweet question. Yeah, that is such a sweet question. I love talking about him. Oh oh my god, that's so. All the questions.
2: Everyone here just heart like (laughs) melting a bit.
0: um how long have i been with them uh three years oh, so and three
3: cute. months <gasps> oh my oh god, god. <laughs> did you guys meet at uni
0: yeah we met at uni went in first year started dating in second year and then basically lived with, with each other ever since but this is like our first mm-hmm. apartment you know like we live together at uni basically but this is our first like adulty like we pay bills wow. together now and it's like ooh. Yeah, relationship is intense yeah, how, um, <laughs> how have you
3: found like authenticity
0: then like living
3: together mm. as well
0: this is so interesting because I think he's like gotten so comfortable with me so quickly like even when we first started dating he was I think himself whereas me I, I was so worried about you know I wanted to be that like I wake up looking perfect and you know yeah. always you know eating properly like yeah. oh my god when I first started dating him I used to refuse to eat in front yeah, of him
3: I find it really hard I find it really hard to eat in front of guys. Like, I can't do it. Like, the thought... I used,
0: of, like... to, I used to eat cereal and literally, like, cover my mouth while I was <laughs> eating cereal. because I was And that just ends up looking more weird. It's just, like, eat properly. But I think, like, it just takes time. You obviously cannot be yourself in front of someone when you first meet them. But, like, three years into this now, I think he sees me... Like, he's seen my lows. Especially with this year, with how, you know, crap everything yeah. was. Mm. He's seen me, like, crying every day and... And obviously when you're not happy with your, I mean, I said this before, but like when you're not happy with yourself, it comes across. So I think like even our relationship was probably not at its best this year because I was just like projecting all my negativities. But it's its all about communication. I mean, something I think I love the most about my relationship with Ed is we're so open about yeah. everything. He's not the boy to be like, girl, I'm not your therapist. Like he likes sitting down and actually talking.
3: That's so important. Where did you find sing. this yeah. male? Yeah. Where? <laughs> yeah where can I get yeah.
0: one? <laughs> <laughs> he does have a brother, but his brother has yeah. a girlfriend <laughs> who might have to, <laughs> make I'll might have out to try and make your way through that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's not like all fairy tales yeah, and you know, of like there are moments where I feel like I don't I can't I'm still not a hundred percent myself with him, but I've told him kind of I'm like I'm still shy to show you this side of me or I'm still uncomfortable. Yeah. But at least I'm like telling hmm. him, you know, which I think is really important. Definitely. But then they become family. Yeah.
3: Has communication gone easier? Or like, was it something that you were quite good at when you first started going out?
0: Mm, uh, a lot easier now. Yeah. I think at the beginning, we, Ed and I were not good at mm. communicating whatsoever. Like, we we liked each other almost six or seven months before mm. he even asked me on a date. So there was like that phase of... Yeah, that like limbo of, of like... like yeah. I like you. Do you like me? And then like, he'll, he'll be like, I like you. And then like we'll go out and like just get with other people yeah. and it's like well I thought we liked <laughs> each other you know so it's like that I mean, that's also like young you know first year type stuff but then I mean if it works out yeah. it works
2: out. I think so. there's this whole phase of performativity as well where like you don't want them to think you're too keen or you know you don't want to be the one that's invested yeah. in it and they're not or you don't want to be the one who's like just you know making it exclusive whilst they're still like getting with other people, you know, there's this whole ball game that I've never been able to navigate. So, you know, congrats,
0: basically. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) I mean, I because I'm from Jordan, right? So like, even dating is not something I'm that familiar with. So when I came to uni, and like, I didn't even know what
3: exclusivity Mm. was, you
0: know, it was something I had to learn. Yeah, in Germany, we don't have that either, that concept. It's very UK specific.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think it's like an odd, an odd UK thing that's like, hard. I think Mm. it's, I think it's hard, like this whole like, for me, like, I have have found the whole relationship thing so, like, hard to navigate, like, like, like as Em said, congrats, because I think it's so hard, <laughs> I think, I think I haven't, it's because I haven't, haven't found, like, kind of, like, my own authentic self that, like, putting that in a relationship has always mm-hmm. just kind of, like, mm. backfired, yeah. and, like, I think trying to get that balance is, like, something I still, like, yet, like, to have to find. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say, because Kari, you said at the beginning, is like, oh, obviously, you know, I wasn't sort of bringing my authentic person to the relationship. And I definitely think there's always going to be some elements of, you know, you're not gonna, they're not going to know you inside and out straight mm. away. But I mean, at least for my relationship that I was in throughout uni, like, I definitely feel like I approached that differently to how I would approach a relationship now. Because I definitely think that I had more of that, like, performative element and of trying to, you know, gloss over certain elements of my personality and not go into certain issues that I was having and, I don't know, mental health problems, all of that, like, I almost tried to mm-hmm. gloss over those a lot in my relationship. And in the long run, I think they were, that's what actually caused, like, the downfall of the relationship, which I didn't, you know, I obviously wasn't doing that intentionally at the time. But I think it's interesting because I feel like I would now, if I was to get into a relationship now, I think it, I'd make that a priority to just be as real me as quickly yeah. as possible just to make sure that you can build a foundation on that and that's obviously not something you know mm, you, you're always going to just mm. be able to go off of who you know yourself to be at that time so like at 18 when I got into that relationship like I just didn't know any better yeah, you know, yeah. so it's kind of just like you figure it out as as you go mm. along and I think that's the beauty of relationships as well is that you kind of you grow mm. from each person and e- each dating experience you take something new with you and see how you're gonna you know what you value and also maybe what you value in yourself like how you want to feel and how you want to show up in certain yeah dating scenarios
0: yeah like Leo said like when you go into go into a relationship when you're 18 you don't know any better like going into that so I think even even me with Ed I wasn't being myself because I didn't really know who I was and I think Maybe the reason why Ed and I work so well is because I've kind of, even this year of, like, discovering myself, I've sat him down and been, like, you know, I don't want to be watching series before we go to bed. I want to, like, I want to be journaling. I want to be doing that. Or, like, in the mornings, I'm going to be, like, because it's so easy to get so consumed in a relationship and do whatever the other person wants to do or, like. F- and then, like, forget what you value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, like, this year, I've kind of made sure that I figure out what I, act- I actually enjoy doing, and communicating that with him. But I'm also changing him. So, like, so he wakes up now and he reads with mm-hmm. me. And he has that's so. A- one cute. hour in the morning, where we oh sit. My god, so oh my god, that's so wholesome
3: <laughs> and productive and and authentic. Oh.
2: I try and be authentic, you know, from the get-go with guys, and it backfires, because I'm like, I'm a sarcastic person. Like but they're my humor, right I know, guy. but still, like I'm my humor yeah. is sarcasm, and I always end up offending them. They just don't get it, and I'm like, I was being sarcastic. Oh, I'm
1: the same. Oh. I'm also so sarcastic. Like my flirting style is non-existent, but all <laughs> that is, is sarcasm.
3: Yeah, so. but I feel like this like whole performativity thing, especially for girls, is like so rooted in kind of like fiction and movies, and it's like this like glossed kind of image on like you wake up and like you know like you look beautiful and you're like ready to go and you know what I mean like it's just it's this thing that's been so kind of institutionalized into like films (laughs) and literature and culture that you're that it's one of these things that you think it's like what's gonna work like I know like some of my early relationships like I had like such an idea about what I wanted them to be and the reality Mm -hmm. is just so much more ugly and there's so much more work that needs to go into them and I think it's just so it's so hard to kind of like step back from that kind of like movie image of like what you want a relationship and realize that actually it's like tough shit it's yeah. not all like you yeah, know it's not yeah. it
0: really isn't it's hard but like you were saying with movies I get so triggered when I see like a girl going to sleep and she has a full fa- face of makeup on I'm like girl you're gonna wake up oily take <laughs> your makeup off take those eyelashes off do something out. good for your skin please <laughs> <Or>, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. your pillowcase is gonna be
2: filthy when you wake up like I don't want mascara stains all over my pillowcase
3: Yes <laughs> I don't want extra laundry, thank you very much. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That's so I'm true. actually
1: wondering that, like I feel like Instagram and social media is more getting to that like authentic, like you know, I feel like realness is very much appreciated. But the movie industry has is it. like so behind in that realm. Like you're never gonna see a movie actress without, like, a full face of makeup yeah. on screen, mm. even if she's supposedly non-makeup, which is so odd in a way, that, like, that's still just so accepted. Yeah. Like, it would, I think, almost be weird if you actually saw somebody going to sleep in a movie yeah. without makeup
3: on. Yeah. But,
1: I mean, hopefully that's where we're going to get to. I hope But you. I just think it's interesting how they're, like, I don't know, five years behind mm. of what I guess social media is getting to now. Yeah.
3: But it's also this whole yeah. thing of like when they have kind of 28 year olds play 16 year olds. So they're not actually like yeah. going <laughs> through puberty or like anything. Yeah. They're just like flawless. That's skin. So, true. like, and, and I remember when I first started watching Pretty Little Liars, I was like, there's no way that these girls are like 16. And it's because in reality, mm. they're like, 25 and they're in completely different stages of life but there's 16 year old girls aspiring to be these kind of like literally characters in tv shows and movies and they're completely unrealistic ideals yeah
2: it doesn't make any sense but then i'd watch these series and be like oh my god like you know her figure is amazing like and this is a 16 year old so i'm 14 in two years time i'm gonna look like that like this is gonna be great then i hear 16 and i was like no boobs to be seen like no hips no curves and I was like what is (laughs) happening you're like hello did I not get the memo (laughs) (laughs) but then, small boobs have now become a trend yeah exactly so like oh oh, god so much to navigate
1: yeah that's so true pretty Elias actually shot such a like iconic show for that wasn't it gossip girl as well I feel like it's that whole like realm and era I did love it though shows that I was just yeah I would (laughs) watch this again as well I mean, they were just uh, a vibe in itself. But yeah, definitely not setting realistic mm. goals or standards for teenagers. But then I look at TV shows now, like Riverdale and all that, and I don't think those do either. So no. I don't think we've gotten any better with the shows no. setting examples for teenagers. No.
0: Gilmore Girls is quite good. I feel like Rory did look her age. Like, I never watched her and mm. was like, oh, you look a lot older. I haven't yeah, watched Gilmore you you know? Girls. I just
1: love Gilmore Girls. <sighs>
0: Should I? It's
1: so Should good. I? So it's I so It's on my list. It's literally, like... Oh. oh my, oh, I'm I'm envious of you that you haven't watched it me yet. Too. John,
3: my friend said that to me. She recommended Gumball Girls to me probably in like October. And she was like, I'm so envious that you have never seen it. Mm. And I was hooked. And then you have to binge yeah. it. And then you get to the end and you're like, well, you why did I binge it? No, life is oh. empty. Yeah. That
1: so was, yeah, I I was awesome.
3: girl.
1: I hadn't watched it until like I, this year. <laughs> January. My gosh. You've missed it on so much classic TV. What else have you not
2: watched? Uh, until, like, last month, I hadn't watched High School Musical. I know. The movie, the movie. I'm sure I've watched
3: it now, though. Um, high School Musical was my childhood. Yeah. I don't mean to be that, that girl. Yeah. I was listening
0: to a High School Musical song today. Yes. No shame.
3: The soundtracks are the best! Uh. Aww. <laughs> And the Camp Rock soundtrack. <laughs> I haven't watched Camp Rock either. The thing it's so funny, like, because
1: now I, I watched Camp Rock semi-recently with my flatmate again, because I was like, oh my god, soundtrack, iconic movie. And then we were watching it, we were like, oh my god, this is like awful oh, I know, acting. it's Like, so... what the hell... And but I
0: was watching as a teenager, like, whoa, this is so, yeah. this <laughs> is so real. This is real. This is me. Yeah, how <laughs> um, like, Brand? For She's
3: being authentic.
0: Topic. Yeah, <laughs> honestly.
3: But I think you're right, Cara. I think Rory was the first time where I saw like a kind of like fourteen. Like she looked her age. Like I thought she actually looked younger yeah. than what she was. Which I thought yeah. was like I was like whoa. But then that was filmed in like two thousand. So like mm. I think we have just kind of like retracted like a million steps. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> it goes back to the ebbs and flows, doesn't it? Like yeah. yeah. And it's also I
1: guess yeah, very different TV shows like setting different standards, right? Cuz then there's like there's lots of TV shows that I think are trying to probably make a difference in their own way, but I think it's just not the ones that have gone mainstream. And I think we have gotten better at like addressing certain issues in mm, TV shows, right? Yeah. Like uh like race or sexuality or you know, body inclusivity and all of that sexuality I think just... has
0: been so well yeah. represented in media recently mm-hmm. like i was thinking like imagine six years ago seven years ago i could not name no. a tv series or like okay maybe 10 years ago i could not name a tv series that had or like represented sexuality yeah, yeah. and like same sex yeah and also
1: if we're talking about authenticity like how i mean we're all I mean, okay, I'm going to just speak for for me and Cara in the sense, because I don't want to speak for you guys, but, like, we're lucky in the sense that us showing up as, like, our authentic versions of ourselves are, like, societally uh, accepted versions, you know? We're we're straight. Yeah, I agree. We're cisgendered females, you know, who identify with the gender we were born Mm. into, all of these things, like... And we already are finding it hard to be authentic. Like, how difficult must it be if... The core of who you are, like, is literally... ...not accepted yeah. Yeah. by society. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because some people, like, wouldn't even believe that you have certain, you know, certain desires or believing... Mm. I think especially, like, transsexuality, I think, is still so misunderstood. And I think there's just so many issues. I think the topic is just, like, way too massive. I don't want to misspeak on this, but... Mm. I think we are also in like a privileged position in that sense that we only have to tackle I think a layer of the whole like authenticity and being, being yourself
3: that's such a good point
0: Which I think leads this conversation nicely to us recommending advice to people that are trying to discover their authentic self. Mm. Like, are there any things, like steps or ways that we think could help them even like be more comfortable with themselves yeah. or represent themselves a certain type of way? I don't know if you guys have like thought of some advice.
2: Yeah. Um. I mean, a. I'd say Jano, Like but like journal not self-consciously like don't do it I used to journal when I was like 12 but I would be like Mm. oh I'm gonna be the next Anne Frank so everyone's gonna read this now (laughs) I just journal yeah and I think to myself no one's gonna read this you know this is for me this is this is purely for me this is just a thought dump this is my thoughts my feelings like my insecurities everything so I'd recommend journaling Mm -hmm. and then also like you have to I'd say you have to work on your mental health and like be in a good place because if some boxes are scary, like if you're coming to terms with, say, I don't know, your sexuality not being, you know, what is considered to be the norm, which is obviously awful. If, if you're trying to come to terms with that, but you're not in a good place, like, you won't be able to. That will be too much to deal with, I think. So really, you yeah. have to work on yourself and mental health first and then you'll be strong enough to, like, open those boxes.
3: I think to, like, hop on the journal point, I think... There are so many, I think, find the way that journaling works best for you. For some people, it might be journal prompts. And for other people, it might just be literally just kind of, like, writing your own thoughts, like, writing what you believe like writing what you think because I think sometimes mm-hmm. like as Emma was saying you can get so caught up in like what a journal's meant to be and like like when you open mm-hmm. it, it's meant to be like like f- for ages I, j- I wanted to do like bullet journaling and I was like mm-hmm. so obsessed with it like getting the right aesthetic you know like having these like cool yeah. pictures that people would post and I was like I really want to do this and I realized that, like doing that was not helping like what was happening like up yeah. here and like in my brain at all like I really just needed a pen and a piece of paper and like a bad day to get going (laughs) yeah (laughs) so I think that that would be my advice kind of like trial and test methods and like not every method kind of like Mm -hmm. and merge methods preferred method
1: yeah do you have any ways of like um entering social situations especially if it's new social situations like how would you try and make sure that you're being as true to yourself as possible in those scenarios? That's a
3: really interesting mm. question. Such a tricky question. Because I think... Because it's difficult yeah. as well, isn't
1: it? Like, it's really hard to show up as yourself in especially new social situations. I
3: think also on the contrary, though, at the same time, is there ever a time that you're more yourself because you're the only person in that room that you can trust? Mm. At this, Like, in the same breath? Like, I think kind of it mm. works the same way because obviously you're going in there wanting to be liked... Um, by like the room but at the same time like you don't know like if your opinions align with theirs because I think it's very much like we always say like friendship and like relationships like a two way street kind of thing so mm-hmm. yeah I think I usually just when I go into social situations like lead with like a hobby or something that like I like like to do and find like a connection through that because I think Ooh. if you're already kind of doing it and it's like it's in your routine and you find someone else who's kind of in the same similar field. There will always be that connection because you'll have done it for so long. So they'll, it will flow so much more naturally than maybe like proposing things that you want to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then you're talking about something that you know aligns yeah. with like your values. Absolutely. Like the worst thing in the world is when you're in a conversation with someone and they mention something that you're not like too passionate about. But you kind of... I feel like you agree with it, you're like, Oh yeah, I watched that the other day, and then like mm. they suddenly assume that you're like the biggest fan yeah. of whatever that yes. situation is, and you're like, This is not me. I but mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna pretend I like this. And they say mm, something cool. and you're like, Cool? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I missed that episode. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so maybe I actually watched a different series and I
1: mixed up the names. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same
2: same
3: name, same name, different series.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: What so about funny. you, Kara?
1: Do you have any advice on, like, discovering your authentic self?
0: I do. And I feel like this also aligns with journaling to some extent. But um, the main thing I would say is, like, practice gratitude. Because if you're spending every day, or not, it doesn't have to be every day, but if you're spending some time thinking of what you're grateful for, you'll start to understand the things in your life that mean the most to you. And then you can then take that and implement those into any aspect of your life so let's say I'm like I'm grateful for my family or I'm grateful for having time to myself every day then I know that being true to myself is maybe having once a week me time (laughs) (laughs)
3: Love it. cute I like it
0: (laughs) (laughs) thanks um but then yeah and then then you're not afraid to kind of tell someone like hey thanks for uh, like inviting me out for coffee but I kind of need some time Mm-hmm. alone yeah. yeah because that's what you value and then and then you you're you become less afraid of quote-unquote disappointing people mm. because mm. you know you're living like your truth mm. i that's re- I that. really good advice yeah and then something else i'd say is kind of like be different versions of yourself and then see what feels right because i feel like you'll know like yeah if you're trying to portray a different version of yourself that you don't feel like aligns with you it feels like a lot of draining energy and like effort and then you can kind of just be like okay I'm not the person that does that. Mm. That doesn't feel right with me. And then you could kind of like cross off. It's like trying on
2: different clothes though, isn't it? Like you try on different outfits and you wear what makes you feel the most confident. So yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. I think that's really good advice. I think gratitude is a really interesting one because I know when we kind of like concluded the gratitude point, like even in a, like a really shit week where like I don't think there is anything to be grateful for, there always is something. Yeah. And I think in yeah. doing so, you're actually like, Oh, well, I actually achieved this and in doing so, like, I feel so much better about myself or, oh, I was actually, like, more authentic or more, more myself than mm-hmm. I thought I was this week rather than, like, drowning in stress or kind of, like, you know, like, bad mental health or I think it's such, like, a way, like, an important way to ground yourself yeah. and kind of give you a sense of perspective.
2: Yeah. I agree 100% like no matter how bad a week has been I'll always be able to find something positive but if a week's been really good I probably won't like I won't necessarily be able to find something negative so
3: what about you Leah
1: that's so interesting now I was just gonna okay so I've written down like a a cheesy quote that I want love a quote which I'm sure you guys will all have heard (laughs) about but I feel like it very much ties into the the realm of like self-confidence and just showing up as who you are which is you can be the juiciest peach and there will always still be people out there who just don't like peaches. And I know that this is so cliche, but it's so true. So you might as well just true. be yourself because if people are then going to like or dislike you, you know, that's mm. always going to happen. But at least then if they like you, then you'll have won because they will then yeah, like for you. the true version of you. Mm. Because I feel like if, if you're being a fake version of or not even, you know, maybe deliberately fake, but just somebody where you know it doesn't really sit right in your gut and you're, you know, playing up to certain parts or performing in some sort of way because you feel like the other person will like you better, then even if they like you, you haven't gained anything from it because they, they're they still yeah. not liking you at the core of it. Yeah. yeah. And I also think it's good to remind yourself that often you're the only person who's really going to be looking at you and judging yourself because I feel like people are so self-centered, you know, they're too busy worrying about themselves and worrying (laughs) about analyzing themselves and what other people are going to be thinking of them versus like actually looking at you and judging you. I mean, I don't know how often you guys will be at parties or I don't know, even in a bus or something like that, you know, judging other people for what they're wearing or what they're doing. Mm. Like, basically never, yeah right but then you're gonna be in those same situations thinking like oh my god are people looking yeah. at me or you know am I wearing the wrong outfit or uh, was that too loud yeah and I was actually just having I had a conversation with a friend last night and she was talking about this one like event which basically still haunts her to this day where she said something and she feels like she really made a fool out mm-hmm. of herself and like everybody has noticed and and you know and I was at that event and I was like I literally don't remember this like this in my mind that didn't occur you know whereas in her mind this was like four years ago and she still thinks about it and she's still like people judge me for that when it's like no like people you're not that important you know everybody's their own center of their universe (laughs) yeah and and I feel like in a weird way that helps to think yeah you're
2: not that relevant you know Mm. yeah exactly (laughs) but
3: it but it is true though like I know like, I'm so guilty for doing that, like, oh my god, that one thing I said, like, five years Mm. ago, like, oh my god, like, why did I Mm. say that, it's like, it's like, one of our listeners sent in, like, like, nothing's embarrassing if, like, you don't let it embarrass you, like,
0: like, you you know what I
3: mean, like, it's so easy to say, but Mm. it it ties into that, that kind of thing that it's so easy, like you say, to get caught up in the fact that like like, you're the center of your own world so like everything Mm -hmm, matters and everything is amplified when in reality like no one gives a shit like everyone's concerned with themselves yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly and it's also just like life is too damn short yeah this is like kind of morbid but it could literally be over at any second so we might as well like what you said Kara. like be grateful for what Mm -hmm. we have at the time because Mm -hmm. we don't know how long things are gonna last which I don't think should be a negative thing, I think it's it should be something that we, like, appreciate because, you know, we have it right now, like, we have life right now, we have so many amazing things around us right now, we have our health, you know, we have who we are, and then also, like, life is just too short to show up as anything but yourself because... I feel like often we think like oh but maybe in a few years or maybe when I have this and this then I'll be comfortable mm. in myself or when I look a certain way yeah. then I'll be comfortable in myself And it's like that's not how it yeah. works also you know? spoiler alert it's never you might enough as well just... like you'll,
2: yeah, no. you'll get no, that exactly. job you'll get that paycheck like you'll get you'll hit that weight or whatever it'll never be enough you will always want more
0: yeah yeah there's pros
2: and cons to that but yeah human
1: instinct isn't it it's, like, always wanting to strive for more. And I guess, yeah, that is what makes us progress, right? Mm. That's what's made us progress as a human race in general. I mean, if that's if we've progressed in good or bad ways, I don't know. but
0: <laughs> Progressed or regressed? I think it... Yeah, because I was telling Leo this. I was, like, I spent the whole year wanting to get a job and move out. Like, that was everything I strived for. And then as soon as I did that, I, I was, like, okay, now I want to properly get into yoga. And I was, like, Hara, just enjoy your life at the moment, like... <laughs> You've worked so yeah. hard to yeah. get to this point. Mm. Stop,
3: I, stop worrying about the next thing. I know we always talk about it as like a kind of like a productivity kind of like race. If, like as soon as you kind of get the thing you want, it's like it's always so, like what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Which yeah. is why I think it's so important this whole idea of like grounding yourself. Because as soon as you're happy with like what you've got, like anything else is just like an addition. It's like yeah. a benefit. It's like a like That's something so else to add to your basket. Yeah. It's yeah. not like the whole basket in itself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like society has kind of taught us that if we're happy with what we have, then we're, like, being complacent. Yeah, we're, like, not doing enough. You almost don't deserve the things, yeah, that you have. And they're going to be taken away from you unless you're, like, almost unhappy with what you have and striving (laughs) for more. Which is such a bizarre concept? Maybe it's capitalism. You know, I I think it is. Capitalism wants you to continuously strive for more. Yeah, and want and And want 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 to buy more. Yeah, it's just Mm. yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, we're all being mind boggled (laughs) and manipulated.
3: Yeah, literally. (laughs)
1: God. Oh
2: dear.
0: (laughs)
1: I feel like this is such, I feel like we went on so many different tangents. Like, I feel like we didn't, we definitely didn't only speak about authenticity, but I think it was maybe all of those different factors, yeah, like, kind of tie into it as well, right? Yeah.
3: But also, I think there are all the things that you think about that, like, make up who you are. Like, there are so many questions that go into working out who you are and working out what makes you you. Yeah, so I think they do all apply in some way. Of yeah, course. I honestly
1: think we've probably only just like scratched the surface of things. There. Oh yeah, 100%. like I honestly
3: could go on and talk about this like <laughs> well on into the early hours of the morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because spoiler
2: alert, everyone, it's currently eleven p.m. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, is it? Five, Five two, minutes yeah. to. Oh, <laughs> um, but I don't know. Before we like round off, can we do like a, uh, like a recommendation and like a win or gratitude of the week? Um. Because yeah, yes. that's really fun.
1: I'd love to do that. Let's do it. Okay, my recommendation would have to be, I've just started a new fantasy series last week and it was actually recommended to me by like two lovely people that I met on Instagram. Honestly, like I feel like our podcast Instagram community has like given me the best book recommendations. I've bought so many on the back of that. But it's it's called A Court of Thorns and Roses. Oh, I've read it. I've read it.
3: Oh I my god, my, my best one of my best friends is obsessed with that oh, series.
1: I'm reading the second book
3: now and I honestly like don't know where. Is it A Course this... of Mist and Fury? Yes. What chapter are you on? Uh I don't even know, <laughs> but I'm like I I would say I'm like three-quarters of the way in or like There two... is a there is a chapter in the middle of that book. <sighs> <laughs> honestly, it's exciting. Steamy honestly, like, everybody Stevie? Who hasn't
1: read it and likes fantasy like yeah. needs to go read the series right away like I'm so excited that I have some more books to go because I really don't want the series yeah. to end and I'm so invested in the characters and I really want these specific people to get with each other yeah really
2: badly am I am I right in saying there's Ooh. a new book that's out of it yeah,
1: yeah yeah so
2: my issue is I read the series like quite a long time ago so I've forgotten like everything so the like effort of really getting myself it. back into the mm. to read the final one I'm like oh I don't know so, yeah, yeah, that's a definite recommendation. recommendation.
1: It's so, so good. Mm. And it's kind of, I feel like, for those people who love Twilight and The Hunger Games and Divergent as teenagers, I feel like it's very much that genre just for, like, the older generation. Adult- yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Audience. Audience. with us, which is, which yeah. is great. Yeah. <laughs> and my gratitude of the week would have to be friendships, I guess, in line with, like, my high... I feel like so I've really cute. gotten to, like, reconnect with really, really good friends this week. And I feel like, in general, I'm just so grateful to have true friends in my life. And I feel like if I talk about this, like, I'm, I would tear up. But, like, I don't know. I feel like there's certain people in my life, and, like, Cara, you're definitely, like, one of them, obviously. Where, like, I just, I honestly can't believe, like, what I did to deserve friends that, like, accept me as like stop <laughs> Leo. <laughs> as like who I am and like I don't know it's just like so many like little sweet things that have happened this week where I'm just yeah truly truly grateful
0: so cute <laughs> oh my god that was so lovely <laughs> Leo always does this every time she mentions our friendship I literally like want to cry yeah, I,
1: I do cry <laughs> 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 oh my embarrassing. god we're cringy
0: this is cringy Leo. stop it <laughs> What Sorry. about you, Kara? <laughs> right. So my recommendation is also a book, and it's The Book of Moods, which Leo recommended to me, uh, which is really good because she basically brings up, like, different situations where she got really bothered by, and then, like, dissects why it bothered her, and then how to kind of grow from that. Oh my god, that sounds so good. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I'm so glad you really like good. it, Kara. It's definitely, like, my favourite self-help book I've ever read.
1: I literally go on and yeah. on about it for... it is really
0: good and it's not like too cringy like it's not too fluffy you know it's she kind of she says it as it is so it's it's easy to relate to I think as well and then my gratitude for this week is family I'd say because I haven't seen them in ages like over a year Mm -hmm. but we still call every Sunday and it's just like I think this week we, um, oh my twin sister got a boyfriend as well. So <gasps> she, uh, we mm-hmm. had like a group call where we met him and kind of like all had like so all the sisters and all the boyfriends kind of met. Oh, that's and so cute. That's all like, the Agami <laughs> girls. Yeah, and like, uh, are <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we like we played online board games and stuff. So it was just like oh, really fun that's to so kind of have. That's have so that lovely. <laughs> nice goals. Yeah. Nice so thanks. Yeah, just grateful for my family. And just, like, being able to still have a relationship with, with them and, like, talk to them about whatever and, like, feel comfortable to share that even though we're so mm. far away.
2: What about you guys? Oh, I want to recommend to people to, like, book themselves a Cotswolds staycation for the summer <laughs> because yeah! it's so Ooh. cute. It's just so cute here. Um, and there are so many cute Airbnbs and everything. So definitely recommend. Um, and then... My gratitude. I was going to say, like, this. Just podcasting with friends. I don't know.
0: Making Aww. friends through a podcast. Aww. Yeah. Really cute. That's so sweet.
1: I was thinking that during this call, actually. I was like, this is actually crazy. Because I was in... And mm. I like, kind of, like, a, just stress me before we started to call. And I feel so just, like, calm and just happy that we got mm, to do so. this. Like
3: yeah yeah it also feels so natural it yeah. feels like
0: you guys like i've known you my whole life i yeah. know
3: it's really weird and isn't is it like i was just sitting here like speak i it. feel like we've been friends for ages yeah, and... yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute go on man
3: my recommendation for the week is i recommended it last week so it might be a bit of a cop out in our podcast but you guys didn't hear it so maybe that can... <laughs> okay, I can i <laughs> can apply it um I, it's parasites have you seen the movie oh Parasite. so good I watched it at the weekend. Seen it was so, it. so good. It's so good. Oh, it's just incredible. So it's on Amazon Prime. If any listeners haven't have haven't watched it, I really recommend. And my gratitude is just meeting you guys, honestly. Like I feel like we haven't I like We've been in the state where we haven't been able to meet new people and especially like Emma and I've been at home as well. And I feel like we just like met you guys, like we're now friends. It's just so cool. So cute. And it's yeah, so nice. Honestly, like I'm so excited
1: I'm, once we get to see each other in person. Because we'll I think we'll definitely person. manage this
3: year. Like for
0: yeah. sure. Hundred
3: percent. Summer. I'm positive summer meetup
0: it. is pending. Yeah. yeah, with the nice weather. Maybe we can have a picnic or something. Oh my god, yeah. Yes. That,
3: that would be so cute. <laughs> That'd be so cute. I'd love that. Well, it's been so lovely speaking to you guys. And hopefully I can't yeah. wait the day we meet in person.
0: Yes. I know. It'll be so great. Right. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>